It's the Blue Boat Cafe, a little bit wonkish, a whole lot of fun. I'm David Schellenberg, along with Rachel Oyster, the co-chairs for Democrats Abroad in Canada's capital region in Ottawa. Hello, Rachel. Hello, David. Another special episode today. Another special it's, episode. It's all, we're all tingly because of these special ones. Well, it's really, it's kind of fun to do a little side trip. Um, having put pause in our exploration of the caucuses to take a look at the candidates running for global office um, on the pod. We right. are talking to the secretary candidates, the treasurer candidates, and the council candidates. And which episode is this one? Today, we have the secretary candidates. In this case, there are two people running and both chose to participate and join us on the Blue Vote Cafe. So we have seven questions. The candidates were both given all seven questions, asked to record their answers, submit them back to us. They're not actually joining us on the podcast. It's the but answers. But we're pretending. That, yeah, well, it's the answers that, that they said. So, I mean, it's, it's yes. interesting because sometimes you sort of want to follow up and ask questions and stuff. But we figured the fairest way to do this is for them to record them and send them in because that's the way the world works. So we have seven questions. Each of them answered the same questions and we have them all loaded up and ready to go. The big question is who will be first? <gasps> who will be first? And we should say the names of the candidates yes. so that we can then celebrate who's first and who's second. And we will alternate uh, the uh, order in which they are their answers are provided. So we have Beth Landry and Pari Baduri. And I have a Susan B. Anthony dollar Ooh. <laughs> that, that I, I will may have one stuffed in a pin box somewhere <laughs> that, that I will flip. The question is, who is heads and who is tails? Oh, can we do something with their names? <laughs> no, I don't see any. No, well, let's, oh, they both have H's for heads. Yeah. <gasps> Beth has a T for tails. All right. So Beth will be an eagle. <laughs> and <laughs> up on top is... Heads. All right. So Pari will be first to answer the question number one, and Beth will be first in answering question two and so forth. All right. Let's get into the questions. Question number one, what state do you vote out of? Where do you live now? And what took or keeps you there? My name is Parikshit Paduri. Most people call me Pari. I vote out of California since I lived there for 15 years. Right now, I reside in Kolkata, India. And I live here because of family reasons and taking care of elderly parents. And now, here's Beth's answer to that first question. Hello, all. My name is Beth Landry, and my pronouns are they, them. I am a proud voter in Maryland's 6th Congressional District. I currently reside in Malmö, Sweden, with my partner and our husky. We moved abroad in late 2018 from Maryland to Sweden for my partner's employment, which anchors us here. So we'll move on to question two, and this time Beth will give the first answer. Would you like to make a brief statement about your pursuit of this office? I have been involved at every level in Democrats Abroad, chapter and country committee organizing and leadership, and facilitating regional and global teams. Through my leadership development and contributions to date within Democrats Abroad, I have an informed and comprehensive perspective of the foundation that advanced planning and calendaring, meticulous attention to detail, effective meetings, solidarity, and mutual support provide for our work. All of these are inherently crucial to smoothly and sustainably run our global organization. In addition, I bring with me a highly unique skill set through my previous experience as a critical care registered nurse, nursing union shop steward and negotiation facilitator, 
nonprofit statewide organizing director and district elect delegate to the 2016 DNC. I am an extremely organized, conscientious, diligent, and prudent individual committed to furthering the core mission and values of Democrats abroad. As a candidate for DPCA International Secretary, I seek to collaborate with and reinforce the 2021 to 2023 leadership to exponentially increase the visibility and impact of UOCAVA voters. I am passionate about providing the administrative support and structure that will make furthering democratic values streamlined and efficient. The Office of International Secretary requires extensive administrative knowledge. I am agile with organizational assets and adjunct tools. Furthermore, I have gained a wealth of knowledge providing support for leaders and meetings on the DA WebEx team. My competency with these tools and assets will allow me to concentrate right away on current needs of the organization. I believe I am uniquely qualified to serve our organization as Democrats Abroad International Secretary for the 2021 to 2023 term, and I hope you will assist me to be elected with your support and your vote. For more information about me, my candidacy, and my priorities, please visit www.bethlandry.com. Thank you. And now we'll hear from Pari. As soon as I became a citizen in 2005, the first thing I did was register myself as a Democrat. I lived in US for 20 years before I became a citizen. All these years, I was passionate about Democratic Party and believed that it is a Democratic Party which can take U.S. forward. It can shape the lives of people and make U.S. a better place. I believe that the government, with its macro-level policies, can influence the lives of the people with policies such as Medicare for All, sensible gun control laws, and many such initiatives. I have been passionate about politics, whether in the US, India, or anywhere in the world. And I believe that my, that I belong to Democratic Party in the US, and I would like to participate in activities where I can advance the causes of the Democratic Party. And that was Perry's answer to that question. And now the third question, what does Democrats abroad need to put in place now to prepare for 2022 and 2024? And what will you focus on if elected? Perry goes first, answering this one. What does DA need to focus right now for 2022 and 2024? I think two primary areas that DA needs to focus on are one, fundraising, number two, marketing campaigns. We need to reach as many as people as possible, enlighten them about the specific issues that is in front of the country, both as a, as a nation and also locally, and do significant fundraising so that 
we can contribute to the election campaigns in key constituencies. So if we focus on these two, I think um, we can make a difference. And what will I focus on? You know, I'm I'm running as a secretary, so I would focus on having an up-to-date members list, build a members database as much as possible, and and do campaigns for fundraising and for specific candidates. Thank you. And now we hear from Beth. Democrats abroad voters are truly the margin of victory in races decided by mere percentage points or less. Our get-out-the-vote efforts are pivotal, especially for voters casting ballots in closely contested elections. Our GOTV team is worth its weight in gold and continues to demonstrate their effectiveness in getting the word out to voters. Voter awareness, education, and empowerment are our organization's bread and butter. And yet, we have only scratched the surface in terms of voter outreach potential. To best prepare for 2022, 2024, and beyond, it is our duty right now to dedicate time and resources to map out and plan the broader organizational support necessary for actualization of our electoral goals. To me, this means action on four things. Assessment of our accomplishments, including 2020 and trends prior through dedicated data analysis. Next, development of a definitive 2022 field plan, as well as a tentative 2024 field plan, including setting goals for all necessary agents to assist in GOTV elements. Third, outreach to current and potential volunteers for commitment to 2022 electoral efforts with dedicated follow-up and skill building for these volunteers. Finally, an enhanced fundraising strategy to ensure the tools and assets we rely on for these GOTV efforts are financially sustainable. To make these actions possible, I am committed to the transition process between current and incoming DPCA executive committee leaders, the relationship building within the incoming DPCA executive committee itself to ground ourselves and step forward together as a cohesive team. Also, I am committed to the incorporation of a thorough organizational assessment from top to bottom as well as setting time aside to establish short and long-term organizational goals, calendaring, and plans of action necessary to achieve those goals. And finally, reinforcement and or recalibration of the procedures, processes, and structures we have in place prior to stepping outward with definitive action plans. My focus during these phases would be in facilitation and documentation throughout such as the organizing of meetings to conduct set assessments, establishment of goals, and building plans of action. I also know myself to have a thorough organizing background and would be glad to contribute my input for field plans. And that was Beth's answer, which means Beth is first to answer question number four. What have your predecessors done that you think it's important to sustain? Beth? Admittedly, I have a better understanding of actions taken by the DPCA Executive Committee since my becoming a member in 2018. Although my predecessors in the role of International Secretary 
have much of their scope defined in the Democrats Abroad Charter, including our annual membership count and reconciliation of country committee compliance. Outside of these prescribed tasks, I wish to sustain the ties the International Secretary maintains to the Intercom platform, where various inquiries are directed to our organization generally. That said, I do not have Intercom permissions currently, so if I am elected, I look forward to being formally introduced to that platform and having a better understanding of its functionality at that time. Additionally, our current DPCA leadership nurtured collaborative relationships uh, such as with uh, U.S. Uh, former ambassadors during the 2020 election cycle. And these partnerships were crucial in amplifying our message globally. Listeners of this podcast may recall former ambassador to Canada, Bruce Heyman and his wife, joining to discuss advocacy for Joe Biden last year. Maintaining relationships such as these will assist us in getting out the word to voters in the future. And now it's Pari's turn to answer that same question. What have the predecessors done well? Number one, they've expanded the member base. Number two, they have kept everyone informed about the process of absentee ballots, which is very important for anyone staying outside of the U.S. Number three, they have done fundraising well. Number four, they have organized key events with influential Democrats uh, for all the members. And now to the fifth question. Democrats Abroad is a large organization. If elected, how will you develop and provide the needed support and guidance throughout the organization? Perry has the first answer this time. Obviously, DA is a large organization and it's very difficult to have one-on-one interactions with the members. However, I think it is possible to organize smaller events, possibly at the country level, throughout the year, spread across the calendar, so that we can have more focused events where we get to know the concerns, issues of the smaller groups so that they can bubble up, we can get new ideas from them, and we can provide support as needed. So, ultimately, it will be the office bearers building that network and nurturing that network throughout the year so that we can assemble a list of issues and address them across the globe. Um, I think that's how I believe we can we can reach the broader organization and to each and every one of the members of DA. And now here's Beth's answer to question five. Democrats Abroad has indeed grown substantially, even in the time I've been involved. As international secretary, I will advocate for the appointment of three deputy secretary positions, one in each region respectively. I have appreciated my role as a deputy on the EMEA regional team, and in previous capacities, I have managed volunteer teams to very successful outcomes. Not only will this build our bench, but it will provide support across all time zones as we grow. 
In addition, I will advocate for the creation of a DA Global Training Committee. I believe it will substantially improve our organization to have a body dedicated specifically to training and skill building, and therefore focused on the alignment of educational programs for our member leaders. And now we move on to question six. This is a question that is specific to secretary candidates. Again, Beth will go first. Other than being present at meetings and taking minutes, the secretary of an organization tends to be invisible. Is that a feature or a bug? Do you see ways to engage directly with members of the organization at large? I'm glad to answer this. I want to reinforce the importance of participation in and documentation of meeting minutes, because to me, these are not just checking boxes in terms of effective meetings. The International Secretary provides crucial meeting support and facilitation, and importantly carries an executive committee vote for decision-making. Absence of the Secretary from meetings also introduces an administrative burden on other leaders, subtracting from their valuable time attending to other organizational matters. Furthermore, transcribed meeting minutes keep Democrats abroad leaders informed of agendas discussed and motions deliberated and or decided upon. Returning to the question of visibility, I am pursuing election to this office because I know I thrive in positions that balance autonomy and collaboration on a wider scale. My vision for the role of International Secretary is to not operate exclusively behind the scenes, although a decent amount of the work undertaken may not be widely visible. For example, one of my priorities in office is to initiate a Democrats Abroad Global Secretaries Forum, where all leaders in secretary roles can receive support in their respective operations at both the country and chapter levels. Now it is Perry's turn to answer the same question. I understand that secretary's prescribed role is mostly clerical, like taking minutes, attending meetings, and publishing minutes, then possibly help to organize an event. However, uh, you know, I think it's not necessary that a secretary's role should be confined to only those things. I certainly want to step out of that, those boundaries and work collaboratively, collaboratively with the chair, vice chair, and hope that I'll be able to spearhead certain initiatives. Because after all, the chair or the vice chair cannot do everything. Their bandwidth will be limited. And so the other office wearers, such as the secretary, the treasurer, the council, can certainly help the chair and vice chair with certain initiatives and share their load. Um, but of course, it will depend on teamwork between the executives. And I hope we will have such a teamwork where the people can go out of theirs, out of the box and so to say, and do other things as necessary. 
And for our seventh and final question, what have you learned from the pandemic that you will be carrying into the future? Perry answers first this time. What did I learn from the pandemic? Number one, life is unpredictable. So make the best use of it while you are alive. Number two, we are really live in a connected world and today we're suffering because of the loss of connectivity. So the critics of globalization should be aware that today it's almost impossible to live without globalization. Number three, healthcare for countries across the world is so important. It is important to have access to free healthcare for everybody, whether it is COVID testing, whether it's vaccination, basic healthcare should be accessible to all. And that's why in the US, we need Medicare for all. And now Beth's answer to the last question. First, I want to express my deepest sympathies to all listeners who have lost family and friends due to the coronavirus, as well as my heartfelt appreciation for healthcare workers navigating the challenges thrust upon them. When it comes to Democrats abroad in the COVID pandemic, I have learned two distinct things. The first is that Democrats abroad is composed of uniquely resilient leaders who have adapted in phenomenal ways given the respective limitations presented to them, and that despite these barriers, we persisted in 2020 with significant electoral wins. We must celebrate electoral accomplishments as well as appreciate often the leaders who navigated these challenges in pandemic conditions to make these successes possible. The second thing I learned is that our organization thrives on interpersonal relationships, which typically manifest through in-person meetings and events. Though we are skilled at distributive organizing, Democrats Abroad absolutely has room to grow in how we meet people where they are through robust utilization of remote participation opportunities. Lastly, a dialogue is due regarding how our organization resumes routine in-person events and the structure needed to carry these out effectively. Those are your two candidates for secretary for Democrats abroad around the world, and it's going to be tough to choose between them. Indeed. Um, And again, there's more information on the Democrats Abroad website. Just follow the links that will take you to all the all the information about nominations and elections that you could possibly look for. (laughs) Yes, because there's so many people running, including uh, the chair and the vice chair candidates. Those have video. You can actually see what they look like. And uh, just follow the links at Democrats Abroad website and you'll be able to find everything there. (laughs) Because you want to base your vote on how they look. (laughs) Well, you know, it's politics. Everything matters. I've heard more than enough people complain about not voting for somebody because they don't like the haircut. Oh, seriously. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no one in Democrats Abroad is that shallow, David. <laughs> <laughs> but indeed, there is a video panel that the NEC hosted that you can uh, find by following the links on the Democrats Abroad website. There are many other entities within Democrats Abroad that are hosting various events to um, get to know the candidates better. This is one of three podcast episodes focusing on the offices of Secretary, Treasurer, and Council. 
So be sure to listen to them all and all the other episodes of the Blue Vote Cafe while you're checking out your podcasts. Absolutely. In fact, we invite you to subscribe. <laughs> yes, you'll never miss an episode. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thank you, David. <laughs> I'm Rachel Oyster with David Schellenberg in Ottawa, Canada. Thank you for listening to Democrats Abroad, the Blue Vote Cafe. 